to air traffic control. Air traffic control, clear for takeoff. Australia. Australia. Break, break it down. We're going global. Global. Yeah. When it's new. It's hot. It's Australia. It's Australia. It's Australia. It lands first. It lands first. Say my name. The Dustin Skipworth Project. The Dustin Skipworth Project. This is ASAP Rocky. Shout out to Dustin Skipworth. Hey, this is Tone tonight, and I'm hanging out with my guy, Dustin Skipworth. What's up? This is Amy Shark hanging out on the DSP with Dustin Skipworth. Enjoy the flight. The Dustin Skipworth Project starts now. Hands in the sky, go hard, here we go, go. Hey! All right, joining me this week on the DSP, Lara D. If you haven't heard of her, she's got a new EP. It just came out um, just over a week ago, and uh, absolutely sensational. Lara, thanks for chat, taking the time. Of course, thank you so much. So let's um, talk a little bit about the music. You've got this EP that you've just released, uh, seven tracks on there. Um, absolutely amazing sound. I don't really think I've seen anyone or heard anyone in Australia uh, really do it at this caliber. Um, when did you know that start for you, this this EP process? When I, when I first signed to Sony, I kind of had like one producer that I would be in like the studio with like literally every day for um, a whole year. So I was just pumping out songs and I wasn't really like focused on creating like a body of work, I guess. But then as I was creating um, my music, I felt like all my music was like sonically the same. So I wanted to um, put that into an EP like towards the end of the year. And um, yeah, I feel like all my music just has like one meaning towards it, but it can like, you know, everyone else can take it however they want to take it. And um, I just write my music through like, like sometimes it's not really personal experiences, but with no one, it kind of is a personal experience because it's like, you know, going through like the teenage years and falling out with like friend, like friendships and, you know, learning to trust people and stuff like that. So I saw in a, an interview back in 2020, you mentioned something about an EP that you were working on a project that um, you know, was sonically similar and, and, uh, you wanted to, you know, uh, put out a body of work. Is that the same EP or is it, how much has it changed since you, you know, had that idea back then? I've always wanted to create an EP, but I felt like while creating, like the first time I got signed to Sony is like, I found a producer who understood what I wanted to do as an artist. And like my, I, I wouldn't really call it a sound because as an artist, I feel like I don't want to be categorized into like a certain genre. Although I do like get inspired by like R&B and some of my melodies are from like the Arabian side from like my culture and stuff. So I feel like because I listen to a lot of different genres, I want to like incorporate that into my music. So I feel like with R&B, hip hop is also different. And for me, when I rap, it's like more on like the poetic side of how I express my feelings through writing. Yeah. And you hear that R&B come through, you know, you, you, I, I know um, Alicia Keys was a massive kind of inspiration to you. And then modern day, you know, you really hear a scissor vibe in, in what you're, yeah. you know, you're putting out there. Um, is it, is it, is it something that's, you know, uh, hard for you as an artist to really try to stay away from, you know, when you've got these big, uh, inspiring people that you kind of look up to in their sound to not kind of pull yourself towards that. 
you know, to really stay original and organic? For me as an artist, I don't kind of lean towards one artist that I get inspired by. I feel like I listen to like, cause I listen to so many different genres. Like I, I'd grab stuff from like even rock or pop rock or like even country. And I'd even like get some stuff from, you know, a bit of indie music because I feel like when I create my music, it sounds different to what people are doing, especially in Australia. Like it's not just one category. So it's like, I can do pop and I can do like literally anything. And yeah. I've um, like lately I've just, I was in the studio like, two days ago and I created like um, two dance tracks even. So it was like so different. Nice. So we're going to hear a little bit of a dance vibe from you. Um, You know, you mentioned that, that, that signing to Sony, you know, just over a year ago and that really um, trans uh, uh, transcending the, I guess the, 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 the talk of what an EP was, what was that um, experience like for you? You know, a lot of, I speak with a lot of unsigned artists that, you know, are trying to, you know, get that label, um, that label being get signed by a label. Was it an easy process for you that, um, you know, going from being unsigned to being signed and kind of having that team around you? Well, for me, I feel like the journey wasn't easy. Like maybe from afar, like when, you know, my friends or family, um, kind of saw it from their perspective, I felt like, Oh, like she got signed and, you know, it was like, quick and stuff like that but it was like for me it was like since I was 14 so it was like a whole journey for me to kind of like push myself and be dedicated to my work and trying to find people who understood what type of music I wanted to do and you know some some producers like I'd hop into the studio and you know they just wouldn't understand what I wanted to do and it kind of took me to like a different caliber of like what I wanted to do in music Mm -hmm. so I felt like um, the whole journey and the whole process of me getting signed was like really hard. Like I, it was, it was like so different because it was me working like for myself. And I also had my dad behind me as well, kind of pushing me to kind of like meet people and network. And I also went to LA when I was around like 14, 15 and I met like, um, the A&R for Rock Nation and all that stuff. So it was, it was a whole process. It was like things that I did in the background as well that people didn't really see. But yeah, um, and then it's like I met, it's like connections that to get me to Sony, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah. all about who you know and and also massaging those relationships along the way. It's not a it's not a one day thing when you meet them. It's a it's a c- consistent relationship over you know many years. And finally, the time is right for you. You know, going to LA, um, you've been a few times. What was that experience like? You know, I lived there for ten years and worked in radio and in music out there. It's a it's a different beast, LA, compared to what we've got in Australia. Yeah, I feel like Australia is like really like low key and like kick back and they just like go with the flow and stuff like that. I feel like just growing up being in like cultural background because being like Lebanese and African and stuff like that, um, we kind of, we like we have behind us our parents to kind of like push us to be like, no, like, come on, you can do this. So it's like everything's about like just working hard and not being kicked back, I feel like. But also I kind of adapted to like, the Aussie scene of me being kicked back. So I feel like when I went to America, it was kind of like a hit in the face because everyone's like on, on their tippy toes and they're just like working. And I'm like, wow, this is so crazy. Like, I'm like, I'm like just sitting here. I'm like, you know, loving life. And all I can see is just people just like so focused on like their computer or like they're just writing and stuff like that. Mm. But I feel like I love that more because it's like people really push you over there. Um, and you kind of find like what you can do, like your skills and the limits that you can go to. 
Yeah. Was there one thing or, you know, a couple of things that you really took out of, you know, working with producers and other artists in the States that, you know, made you kind of, I guess, go to a different level and, you know, pull something out of you that, you know, you may have not on your own been able to find. Yeah. I feel like it was more the encouragement of those people because um, when I was on the, like on the voice in 2019, I had people to kind of push me to sing lovely, which was like my chest voice, which is really high. Um, I don't know if anyone's like watched that, but um, I literally cried because I couldn't hit that. Like I, like in the back of my mind, I was like, I can't do this. Like, I, and I wanted to like leave the show. And I even told like the producers and stuff like that. But then I don't know, somehow I, I did it. And then it, I realized that I can do more than what I'm capable of doing because I'm in my comfort zone. So when I went over to America, it kind of reminded me of that as well because I didn't really have people to push me here. And I felt like I was like just by myself creating my music and being in my comfort zone and doing different sounds and experimenting with music. So I felt like it was the encouragement and I felt like just their work ethic and they're not like, they're not like yes men. So like they kind of be like, no, you can do better than that. But it was mm-hmm. like encouraging. So I'm a critic myself. Like I, I know that I can do better. So to hear it from other people that aren't just saying, oh yeah, that's good. That's fine. It's like, no, I want to, I want to know what I can improve on. Nice. Um, let's chat about the the EP, which has been out now, you know, about a week, yours truly, there's seven songs on it. And I listened through again last night, a couple of times to really get a little, you know, r- really get a good, um, kind of understanding of who I thought you are and what you're trying to say. And there's this sound of almost um, maturity and pain that, you know, at 19, I wouldn't imagine an artist um, to really have. It sounds like the stories you're telling are really personal. I feel like no one and hideaway was really like deep for me to write. And um, the rest of them, I felt like it was, just, just me having conversations with people in my life and like really close friends that I saw go through some stuff. So it's like, I kind of wanted to incorporate that in my music. Cause it's like also being like friends with them. I felt that pain through them, if that makes sense. So it's like, I understood, you know, what they were going through. Is that hard? Is that hard to, I guess, write about someone else's experience and still be able to sell it as your own, still be able to sell it as like, you really feel what, you know, was going on because a lot of times when, you know, it is a friend that's going through a relationship or a, um, you know, a, a family breakdown or something like that, you, it's hard to put yourself in their shoes. You can be there to yeah. comfort them and say, you know, it'll be all right, but to actually be able to feel it and then put it into music, that's got to be tough. Sometimes like it is tough because like I kind of have to listen back over and be like, no, I have to put more emotion into this or I have to, you know, um, kind of with, with like the lyrics or like the words I have to pronunciate it more. And I'll be like, okay. So, um, like I listen back to like my vocals and I sit there with my eyes closed and I'll be like, okay, well, this doesn't sound very like emotional because obviously it's not what I'm going through, but I try my best to kind of incorporate my emotions and their emotions into my music. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, um, and also just me growing up doing like drama classes and acting. So it's like, I kind of had to um, hold on to that and like the emotions that I've learned from that and kind of put that in my music. 
I know it's hard. It's it's one of those things. It, it may be, you know, it's, it's like having a child. You've got seven songs. Do you have a favorite on the EP that, you know, sticks out to you as this is the one? I always say I, I love No One because it was my first ever song that I wrote, like, um, by myself, um, signed to Sony. But um, I'd probably have to say um, Hideaway is my favorite. Ah, okay. My favorite is Bad Case of Loving You by far. You know, I listened to that, yeah. I think, about six times last night just going, damn, I think this is the one. I think this is the one. Um, but it's great because, you know, that you, you listen through the EP and I think everyone will have a different track that resonates with them. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think that there is this sense of um, – you know, you, you want to go on your own and, um, it's, it's, I, you know, some of the lyrics, it talks about, um, this being, uh, better to be by yourself, um, and to go alone. Do you honestly believe that it is better to be, go alone or, or, or where does that sense come from? So personally, yes, I do, because I feel like I've been through like so many friendships during my, like, childhood I would say um but like through my teenage years as I felt like me being different as like taking a different direction through my career which is like me doing music and not many people understood that especially like um friends as well so I kind of went through like big groups of friends and I kind of like narrowed down to like a small circle of like who I let in so I feel like you know, as, as you get older and as you mature, I feel like you realize it is like better by yourself because it's like you're the only person that understands you and no one else can actually be there for you and understand what you're going through. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's very interesting. I, I think that maybe as you continue to grow and move forward, you'll, uh, I don't know. I think it's, I think you've become more picky with the people that you put around you um, rather than, going on your own. I, I, you know, I've, I've worked with a lot of artists and and spoken to artists along the way. And I feel like a lot of them, as they kind of start to get going, um, they do believe that, you know, I got to go by myself. I can only trust in myself. Um, but then I think at a certain stage, they go, you've got to have a team. Your team has to be close. Oh no, of course. See that, that side of things. I feel like the team wise with like music, I feel like that is like a whole different scenario to me then it is like being by myself as in like people that I surround myself with say like friends and, you know, just like going through what I go through as an artist, like people, you know, seeing that people are using you or they only want you for like one thing and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So I feel like me being like just me as a person and an artist, I feel like, um, yeah, it is better by myself, but I also have, I'm more like towards my leaning towards my family kind of side. Mm -hmm. So like, it's not a lot about friends, but then yeah, my team a hundred percent, like, having a team is like a big thing as well. Who do you go to to bounce ideas off to ask if this is, you know, a direction that you should go in? Who do you trust, you know, in your circle? I feel like in my circle, everyone has like different opinions. So I kind of incorporate all of their opinions and I'm like, okay, how do I make that into like one thing? And then I kind of just like to sound different in my music. So I feel like that helps a lot because I like to take things in from other people, especially people that are older than me because Mm -hmm. they've experienced more through life. So I'm like, I'm not like close-minded towards other people's opinions unless like it hurts me. So I'm like, okay, like I don't really care about that. 
there's a there's a track out that as soon as I heard you know your sound, um, it jumped out to me and I was like, you know what? I feel like Lara needs to be on the remix. Well, actually, I guess it would be the remix of the remix. Um, you know the track, uh, Handsomer, Russ, Caitlin on it. Oh my gosh, I love <laughs> Russ so much. <laughs> you would sound phenomenal yes. on that right there. It's it is my dream. Like I want to have like collab with Russ, even Alicia Keys. I have both of them following me on Instagram as well, so it's like crazy. Wow. Talk to me about that. Yeah. What's that moment like when you see that um, that follow? You know, what goes through your mind? I feel like I manifested it a lot. Like, I'm like, okay, Alicia Keys is going to follow me tomorrow. And she didn't follow me. And I'm like, Alicia Keys is going to follow me tomorrow. And I just kept going. Like, it was just me manifesting. And then I woke, like, I was probably like 12 a.m. I was in my bed. And I was just scrolling because I was like out that night and I didn't get to go through my Instagram like notifications. And I was just scrolling and I'm like following. I'm like, who's following me? And I thought it was like a fan page of Alicia Keys. So I was like, what the heck? I was like, why am I following a fan? Like, obviously I'm a fan of Alicia Keys, but like I didn't know that I followed her. And then I went on her page and I was like staring at it and it had like the blue tick and it was actually Alicia Keys. So I like sunk in for a bit and I started crying. (laughs) <laughs> because I'm like a massive fan of her. So I ran to my parents' room and my parents thought it was my little sister, like stomping their, like her feet towards her, like their room and stuff like that. And then I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And like, I just had tears coming out and they thought like something bad happened. And I'm like, Alicia Keys just followed me. They're like, what the heck? And they were sleeping as well. So I woke them up. <laughs> what do you do? Do you, do, do you then go back in the DM and just like give her the like praise hands or, or a thanks or something no, like that? Because like before she followed me, she, um, I, like with her new album, I think it was like two years ago, I like posted like a song and I tagged her and she reposted it. So like that was part of like my manifestation of her following me. So I feel like since then, you know, I still comment on like her um, photos and like she answers me back and like likes it and stuff. So it's really cool. Wow. I still get excited. That's full like- circle moments, you know, being the first concert you went to and now she's following you. So, you know, you got to, yeah. you, you got to, you, you probably got to think about everything you post moving forward and go, would, would Alicia Keys approve of this? Is this at her level? <laughs> For sure. Um, I know you were uh, in the studio with uh, Jay Stacks recently. Um, mm-hmm. Is that, is that kind of music you're working on moving forward? I don't know if you know, like he's signed to the baby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. He's worked um, with the baby. He worked with a mate of mine, Jalen Santoy in LA. Um, yeah. yeah. He's, he's hot. He's, he's on yeah, the come he's up. Crazy. He's really good though. He's really good. I feel like I built like a relationship with him as well. Um, just as creatives and stuff, because he's also managed by one of um, someone in my management team. So I feel like we have that like connection as well. So he's, I also like, um, you know, he's part of my team as well, like as a producer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I created more of like a soul R&B sound because I've always wanted to create that. And it was like around 2am in like the MBB in mm-hmm. like the kitchen. So we we're just going through like 30 beats. And then I was just doing like harmonies and melodies to like all the beats that they were showing me. This was like the first time meeting him. Mm-hmm. And then um, I kind of just like done this crazy thing. It's like on my Instagram, like a video that was recorded and that's the beat that I went with. And I'm, yeah, now we just go back and forth like messages and like he sends me like beats and like um, just like chords on like the piano and I kind of like write to that as well. So that's dope. Well, good. Great to have him in your team. Um, yeah. 100%. And to be on that, that come up because I reckon he's one of the, the, the next big ones to kind of make a move in that, that area For of sure. music as well. You know, we're, we're six months through the year now. You've released this EP. 
Um, you've got these seven babies that you put out into the world. What's the plan, I guess, for the back half of the year? You're going to get to perform now that, you know, things are opening up and uh, restrictions are kind of down now? Yeah, so hopefully um, we have like this thing. I'm not like 100% sure yet, but um, hopefully this year I'd be able to perform since I do have like a body of work now and, you know, just let that sink in, let everyone, you know, feel it and listen to it and stuff. Um, but yeah, I feel like, um, I just want to keep going to be honest. Like I, I have like so many unreleased songs and it's probably like 40 unreleased songs and I really want to release them. So I feel like I'm just going to be releasing like single by single mm-hmm. and then yeah, just keep working on that. Love it. Well, I'll be excited to follow along and, and, and see what you release. Um, congratulations on your first body of work. You did a phenomenal you, job. Uh, we're going to go crazy on the DSP with these seven tracks over the next few months, but anytime you need something, you've always got a home here on the DSP. Okay, Lara. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. DSP to air traffic control. Air traffic control, clear for landing. Landing gear to Thanks for flying with the Dustin Skipworth Project. The Dustin Skipworth Project. Catch the podcast and playlist now.